Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 3 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Saturday, April 17th, 2021. Today's Saturday, right? Yeah, it's Saturday. I got a little bit thrown off because yesterday my daughter had the day off from school and she's been sick all week anyway. So all the days were kind of just weird for us this week. But today is Saturday and it is a beautiful day out there today. A little bit chilly. On my run this morning, I, wore, I ran in mittens. I ran in mittens yesterday too because my hands are just cold and I'm I was running down uh, the lakefront path and I was running in mittens and I admit at certain points I was a little bit warm but then like if when the wind would change directions or as the path kind of meanders the wind would hit me a certain way and I would definitely be like oh I'm glad I'm wearing mittens and a uh, and a neck gaiter today and I would see other people running in like uh, a sports bra and shorts or like a t-shirt and shorts and no gloves and no hat, and I was like, I don't know how these people are doing it. I wonder if they're cold. Those people gotta be cold, right? That's what that's what I'm thinking. All right, hope you guys are doing well. I got my afternoon cup of coffee. I didn't, I mean, I don't always brew a cup of coffee specifically for the live stream. A lot of times I do, maybe half the time, but like today, I think this was brewed like maybe two hours ago. I love these like thermos cups, because I mean, if you're a parent, you know you never get to really sit down for like a full cup of coffee so having a thermos cup is really is really nice but i've got maybe a little less than half left in this one so but i think that'll that'll do me for the rest of today how's everybody doing on the live stream if you're listening on the podcast hope you guys are doing well i'll be having a good run or getting some work done and if you guys are watching on youtube after the fact feel free to interact in the chat down uh, or in the comments down below the chat's not available anymore for you guys but in the comments down below i'd love to hear what you guys are thinking as well all right Let's see who we have here. We got David Prabhu's here saying happy Saturday. What's going on, David? Good to see you. Chris Yao's feeling sleepy. <laughs> he says afternoon nap might claim another victim. I mean, that's what the weekends are great for, isn't it? Afternoon nap. I kind of wa- I was kind of trying to fall asleep on the couch today, but, um, you know, there's just a lot of activity happening around the house, so uh, it didn't quite happen for me. But um, it's, a nice, it's a nice relaxing day at our house. The kids are watching TV over there, and um, they got like... They got like the... They don't want to open the windows because like our windows are caked with like little bugs. I think because it got hot and then cold real fast. Like, there's just bugs all over the outside or like on the screen. So like they don't, no one wants to open the windows. So we got air, it's 50 degrees outside. We've got air conditioning, the TV's super loud. There's a fan going on over here. So lots of noise today, but you know, maybe that's why it's not so good napping weather in our house, but it's a, it's a good nap day I feel like today. Leona says, happy Saturday, everyone. And Mike, glad to see that you're almost 100%. Yeah, I mean, um, I felt I had a long run today, a little bit of a workout, a long run with some moderate paced miles in there, and um, I was able to get them done. It was an effort. I'm very tired. I mean, it's a hard workout anyway, but, you know, I felt like I was working today. So um, legs are up to it, I think. Um, and But I'm still just kind of like, it just feels like, well, I mean, I uh, with the miles that I put in so far today, I'm at like 43 miles for the week. So that's not like a ton for me, but I just feel like those two days off, you know, it might, I might as well have run like a dozen miles each of those days. I think that's kind of like my, my respiratory system is feeling. So it just feels like a much heavier uh, mileage week. And Frank says, speaking of that, says, currently in the waiting tank after getting the first dose of Pfizer. All right, well, I think by now you should be, well, I think you got a little bit more time before you got to get out of there, but um, good job, Frank. Glad to hear that you're getting, getting your dose today. Chris Dyke says, happy Saturday, all. First run in the Invincibles coming up later this, easy, this afternoon. A steezy long run. Nice. Steady, easy. Love it. JC says, hello. Saturday rest day. No early run. And that was nice. Oh, awesome. Very cool. All right. Martha's here. She says, hi, friends. What's going on, Martha? How are you? And Charles Ventura says, hey, y'all. It's been a while since I've joined the live stream, but doing a bit of spring cleaning. So going to have it on in the background. Yeah. That's a lot of what's going on in our house today. Uh, I mean, but there's always balance in the universe, right? So my wife is doing some spring cleaning in some of the other rooms and my children have decided to make a blanket fort out here. So like all the chairs and like a table, it's just covered over here. Like it's an obstacle course just to get over to like the dining room area. <laughs> so like there's a lot of mess and a lot of cleaning up having all the same time. But I mean, that's what spring cleaning kind of is, right? You gotta make a mess first before you can really clean up all that stuff. Inez Dunbar's here. What's going on, Inez? Good to see you again. And Brian Foreign says, hey, Co, happy all. Hey, all, happy Saturday. Great video earlier, thanks. And the Beacon 3 got the W, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny that like, you know, I was thinking like the Beacon 3 went from being like, oh my goodness, this shoe is such a secret. Man, everyone should get this shoe. 
And the Beacon 2 was like, yes, they didn't mess it up. And then the Beacon 3 was like, oh, another Beacon? Okay. You know, so I just feel like it's been, it's, been, uh, it's, it's like getting overlooked. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. They've been making, you know, very minor changes to it. But I just think it says a lot for like, a lot's happened in the last three years in terms of shoes. And a lot of other New Balance shoes have gotten to be like, uh, gotten some major changes. I mean, since the Beacon came out, we've got, you know, the 1080 version 10 came out. Then there was like the Fuel Cell TC, the Fuel Cell RC, the Rebel, Propel, like so many shoes that didn't exist when the first Beacon came out. It's almost to the point where it's like, where does that fit? I'm not, you know? I mean, I still think there's definitely a place for it, but, um, you know, I don't know. A lot of places where I might use the, the Beacon, I know they're very different shoes, but if I'm looking at New Balance, I might use the Fuel Cell TC instead, you know, unless I'm on the track, you know, because that's where it could be different. But, you know, I mean, is there still like a market or a demand left for that kind of shoe? A shoe that's like either a good treadmill shoe, a good track day shoe, you know, like, like the Convara. The Convara, people used to go nuts over that shoe, right? But then now people are like, oh yeah, that? Look out, get out of the way, Kimara. Tell me about this endorphin speed that's coming. You know, so people are like, people are excited about very different things now. And it makes me think like, you know, you keep, see, we keep seeing Nike, like not getting rid, but like, you know, they took a break from the zoom fly, a pause on the zoom fly last year. Um, maybe we'll get a turbo back, but it's like, you know, we're not seeing shoes that have existed. You know, there's still, of course, the Pegasus, but like the Zoom Elite's gone. Structure, I guess, is back after a break. The Vomero will be back, at least for the U.S. after a year off. So, I don't know. I don't know if people are like, maybe maybe we're only going to see like a shoe for three or four versions before it gets kind of dropped at this point. I don't know. Stevie76 is here. What's going on, Stevie? Nico De Simone says, ciao from Italy. What's going on, Nico? Lee Joyce Chuck says, hi, everyone. Philip Bourne says, hi. Our Recycle on Wednesday says, oh, sorry, your daughter's been sick. I hope she's feeling better. Today was much, is, has been much better. So, like, she really rounded the corner. When she woke up, it didn't sound great. But then, like, that blanket fort that they made, I think it's really hot in there and very humid. And that seems to be really good for her. And so, like, this entire morning, her and the baby were in there for, like, a couple hours. And I'm like, the baby's definitely going to be sick now because we basically like incubated her <laughs> inside a very small enclosed area with the sick child. Um, but since then, like my daughter's been feeling great. And that's the first time I could say that since basically like Monday. So fingers crossed at like touch wood that things are on the mend now. All right, uh, what else we got here? Terry Furlong says, good evening. Hey, Terry. Runner Dre says, hi all. Mila Ivanoff is here, says, hi everyone. What's going on Mila? I think I'm saying that name right. Hopefully I'm saying it right. Let me know if I'm not. Rajib Das says, how are you, bro? What's going on, Rajib? Good to see you again. Ted and Ruth says, hey, y'all. Awesome. Uh, and Martha says, about those half-naked people I see out there. She says, those half-naked people are cold, Mike. They're just being martyrs. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> she says, I have to type this before Remy shows up. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, that's what I think. They must be like Remy, where they're like, I'm going to go out there in shorts anyway. But the one woman that I did see out there, I was like, I think she looks cold. But you know, but I saw like the entire I saw the entire range of, of clothing out there. I think I was on the like the like the most bundled up. I think I was the only one wearing mittens. But um, and I, yesterday I think I was the only one wearing mittens and a winter hat. So that was that was me yesterday. But um, that winter hat was probably a little bit too much. So today I went with a regular hat and I, that felt like that was fine. But yeah, I I, th I think some of those people gotta have been like, oh. Man, what happened? Last week when I was out here, I ran in this same thing and I was fine. You know, that's what that's what I'm hoping. Not hoping, but I mean, but I mean, some people are just good in the cold. Carlos says he ran in long sleeves in the morning in Houston. Yeah, see, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, I ran in long sleeves, mittens. <laughs> I had a pack on because uh, I wanted to carry some water today, and uh, and long tights. So I was I was dressed for for like you know. A transitional season kind of thing. All right, Carlos Rivera says, anyone having issues with Garmin Connect? My watch won't ask if I want to run a workout. I've scheduled the app like it normally does. Hmm. 
Interesting. Hmm. I'll have to keep an eye out for that. I haven't seen anything like that. Stevie, what is this? What am I looking at here? What is this emoji? Anyone know what that emoji is? Is that a caterpillar? I think it's a caterpillar. Oh, because I said bugs. I see. There you go. Bargon Bargion? I think that's how you say that. Um, says, do you incorporate fasted runs in your training? I inadvertently do. A lot of times I run, I run in the mornings and a lot of times I forget to eat um, before I go out for a run. So a lot of time my only like food on board will be coffee. And so I'll have that and I'll go for like an easy run. Usually if it's a workout, um, I will like make sure I eat something, you know, and if I don't remember to like really eat while I'm doing like my warm up routine, I will uh, eat like a granola bar of some sort. So I'll have something, you know, really small that breaks down fast um, to eat. Um, but for a lot of my easy runs, they do end up being fasted. But I don't, I've not really studied fasted running all that much. Um, and frankly, I don't, I don't think I'm eating a regular enough or the specific kind of diet that would take advantage of fasted running. Now I was listening to a podcast. Was it the Marathon Running Podcast? I forget which one it was. But someone was talking about um, periodized nutrition. Uh, but part of what they were talking about is, you know, like uh, having a much higher protein content uh, in the diet. So I was kind of interested in that, like in, in terms of what they were saying. But, you know, I've, I've read uh, a little bit on very high fat diets or very high protein diets um, kind of in relation to endurance sports. I haven't really read that much about fasted training but my understanding is that like you know it's kind of like altitude like if I could drive to the top of a mountain and run but then came back to like I'm at 600 feet right now um, at kind of like lake level in Chicago um, it wouldn't do me much good it would do me some good but not much good because like the whole thing about like altitude adaptation is like you're recovering at altitude you're sleeping at altitude you're living at altitude I feel like, uh, and I could be way off on this, but my understanding is like, you know, getting that benefit of being able to more readily utilize fat as an energy source during your runs, uh, which I believe is the main goal of fasted running, is you have to change the diet as well. And um, it's one area where I've been a little bit lazy in terms of attempting to modulate to improve performance. And I feel like I'm leaving a lot on the table in terms of performance, but like, that's an area that's a little bit tougher for us at, at our house to kind of like adjust because uh, we just got a lot of different dietary needs in the house and sometimes they shift and change and you know um, it gets it gets a little complicated when you when you're cooking for a family rather than just for oneself so um, it's not something that I really try to do but it ends up happening. Yana's here says hey everyone what's going on Yana how are you? Carrie Smith is here. Uh, CJ says, yo, what's going on? Awesome. Ziv said, what's your best advice after injuries? Uh, I would say the best advice I can have is make sure that by the time you're healed, that you know exactly how you got to that point of injury so you can prevent it from ever happening again. So that's like the best thing. Um, and you know, also you want to like take it slow. Don't rush back into it. There's lots of like things, but the main thing I would say is make sure it doesn't happen again and figure out how you can prevent it. Um, Mark says, hello from Long Island. What's going on, Mark? You okay with the J and J shot? Yeah. I'm I mean, I'd say, I guess now I took it Monday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I'm five days post, uh, almost exactly five days post shot now. And for my morning run, so I guess like four, a little bit more than four and a half days out. Um, I'm still feeling, feeling just some lingering fatigue. My body, I feel like, I feel like an average person would feel 100%, probably would have felt 100% yesterday. But I like to think that I'm a little bit more in tune with exactly how my body's feeling. And I'm just feeling like my body senses that something very rigorous just happened. So it kind of feels like I'm almost like in a, a recovery week after a race. That's kind of how I'm feeling, except my legs aren't tired. You know, if that makes sense. I think that's probably the best way that I can describe it. So I still can sense that something's off, um, but I only sense it when I'm like 
in the middle of a long run, you know, so, or I'm in the middle of like a workout, that's kind of like the only time I really can sense it. All right, Ben Y says, hey everyone, doing a short run, some gardening, and a failed attempt at pumping some air into the bike. <laughs> I will hope you get that sorted out. All right, guys, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward. Oh, I'll do this question, and then I gotta fast forward because I'm like 20 minutes or 10 minutes behind you guys in the chat. Freddie Rydberg Antonov says, is it realistic going from a 24-minute 5K to 20-minute by the end of the year? Uh, I mean, I don't think that's impossible to do, but I think a lot of that will depend on how hard did you work to get to 24. So are you like running regularly now and you haven't really tried to do a 5K before, but you went out, maybe you did a park run type of thing, or maybe you just did a solo time trial. Um, and, uh, and now like you're like, it ended up being about 24 minutes and you'd like to get under 20. If that's kind of the case where you haven't really tried to train for it and you're at 24, then I think that especially if you focus specifically on consistency, um, a lot more mileage and the work that you would need to get under 20 minutes, I think it's doable in, in a year. Um, but like if you've been really training very hard already to get to 24, um, then getting another four minutes may be a little bit more difficult. So I think it's kind of like, you know, where, where are you coming from to get to where you want to go? All right. Um, let's do I like this question too. So maybe, maybe I'll keep staying behind you guys in terms of the chat. CJ says, if we run at the same pace, but with different effort levels, would I require more water and energy gels if my effort was higher? Yes. Um, so, I, yeah, because you're, you're just burning through more faster. Um, and so, like, it, it might not, depending on the pace, it might not necessarily be a matter of, like, needing more water or energy gels, but you may be depleting what's irreplaceable, like those glycogen stores. So you might hit the wall, if you've been running at threshold pace and I've been running at marathon pace, you know, by the time we're at like the halfway point or it's mile 15, 16, um, it won't matter how many gels and water you take if you, if you completely deplete your sugar reserves. Um, so that's like another way to think of it too. So it's not just a matter of like, well, if I'm running at like 80% of max, then I got to bring this many gels and eat them at, you know, every 17 minutes versus every 20 minutes if I run at this pace. It's not quite like that um but uh it's it yeah it's not about paces pace you know pace doesn't determine a lot of things pace is the is the result of things but um yeah i mean it's about perceived effort uh your your relative effort that's what that's what kind of governs a lot of stuff Right, Drew Reed says, hi from Copenhagen. Long run today with a race tempo for the last 15 minutes. Nice. Oddly feeling fresh and considering burning one of my two rest days and running tomorrow. Dumb idea? I don't think so, as long as you use that rest day for recovery. So if you're feeling really good, you know, the temptation might be like, oh, I want to go run that same workout twice in a row. That probably isn't going to do you very much. Um, but uh, I would say instead, I mean, that's it could. I mean, some people do back-to-back -back workout days. I found that I don't really like that. Um... But what I might do is then, you know, if you're feeling really good, then go for like a moderate long run and just, but just keep it really easy for tomorrow as well. Um, if you're feeling great, but if you're feeling good, then just go for a nice easy run, get some aerobic uh, miles in and enjoy yourself. So I don't, I don't think there's any problem with that. Run time, he says, with New Balance and Hoka, do you think they're just falling behind on foams? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, New Balance is the fuel cell, uh, the RC Elite 2. I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that shoe. I'm also very excited about the Rebel 2. So I think that uh, I don't, I'm not concerned about them at all in that regard. Hoka, I mean, they're, they're sticking with the EVA and their EVA blends, whether it's Pro, Pro Fly um, or their regular EVA, but I mean, they're doing a lot of great things with them. I think that kind of like the Beacon, the Rincon kind of was like, all right, we won't mess it up, guys, we promise. And then they didn't change much on it and they were, and everyone was like, boring, right? Kind of like with the Epic React. And now we're like, bring back the Epic React, or at least I am. I, might be, I think I'm the only one that wants the Epic React come back, but I really want that one back. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think that there is a temptation to to chase after the new and flashy, right? And, I'm, and I try to remember that, but you know, as someone that looks at a lot of shoes, like 
you know, things that are new and flashy kind of pique my interest a little bit more. After all, we're all goldfish. We just like things that are glittery, glittery and that can grab our attention. Um, so I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about Hoka at all. Um, and in fact, right now, I think this year's gonna be, this year's a little bit weird because the spring is taking a little bit of time uh, to kind of get started after, uh, you know, um, some early warm days. Uh, so I haven't been seeing like quite as many people out and, you know, um, I'm not doing my run commuting and in the afternoons I would see a lot more people running along the lakefront. But that's usually been kind of like my guide for like what's popular with runners, um, especially runners of like well, runners that are younger than me and also runners that may not be uh, more as like kind of like a serious, it's not the right word, but like people that aren't running seven days a week. And so, like, I was expecting that, you know, by this time, I would see, like, the Nike Invincible on everybody's feet. Because I remember this time last year, I saw the uh, Infinity Run on pretty much everyone's feet. But I haven't really seen that many Invincible Runs yet. What I am seeing so many of are a variety of Brooks, and I have a hard time kind of picking out which Brooks are which, uh, unless it's the ones that I like, like the Hyperion Tempo or the Hyperion Elite. Um, and I see a ton of Hoka's, a lot of Clifton's, mostly Clifton's that are out there, but I'm seeing a lot of Rincon's too. And I'm seeing people with, with Hoka's that are very, very worn down. Like, if you've ever seen a very worn down Clifton, it looks like someone's running with like, an, like a children's toy iron, you know, like ironing your clothes. Like, it just looks like that. Like, the way that the the outsole like wears down, it gets very sharp and very flat. Um, and it's just so peculiar to watch. And I see so many people with them on. So like, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. So. Uh, Chris Moak says, it's so awesome that we're all here for this. Happy running y'all. Awesome, Chris. Glad to have you here. Drew Reed says, also, thoughts on the New Balance Fuel Cell versus A6 Metaspeed? Yeah, I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if it still maintains some of, like, the... There was a lot of squishiness to it. Um, it reminds me quite a bit of the artist. A lot of people have been looking at the artist that just recently released from Atreyu. But um, there's, like, that's a, it's a very soft foam. Um, and so, like, I really enjoy it. Um, but it also, like... When it comes back, it, it like it squishes slow and bounces back fast. That's kind of how I, I think of it, and that makes it very different than the foam that's in the Metaspeed. So um, it'll be interesting to kind of put the next uh, RC, the RC Elite Two, up against that shoe. I think those are going to be some very interesting head-to-head -head comparisons. Uh, you okay? Oh. Oh, awesome. Oh, she saw a commercial for Paw Patrol Live. Oh, I was hoping she wouldn't ever see those commercials. Um, but yeah, sorry. So she got really excited. She wanted to tell me about it. Um, but yeah, I think I think both of them are going to be good. Um, yeah, that, that Metaspeed, I was just listening to the Drop podcast today with uh, Robbie, Megan, and, um, and Thomas. And he's going to be running his first like non Nike like a fir his first marathon in a not Nike shoe, in since before the Vaporfly era. He used to run his uh, marathons in the Zoom Streak. Believe it or not, um, that's what people used to run in for their marathons. Um, but uh, he's going to run in the Metaspeed, and I'm like, I'm not sure if I can run a marathon in the in the Metaspeed yet. I mean, I'm pretty sure I can, but like until I do it. Until I run like a 20 miler in it, I'm just gonna be like, ah, I think I can, but at this point it's still like hypothetical. So I mean, I'm gonna be ramping up for some higher mileage here soon, so um, we'll, we'll be able to start seeing those kinds of tests from me anyway, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for both. I'm very excited. And Hunter Dre says, there are too many awesome shoes. It's a great problem. Yeah, it's a great time to be a runner, I'll say. All right. Now I'm gonna, now, oh, okay, so another quick question. Let's see. Um, 
Bill Johnson says, hey Kahuzi, just a quick one. I'm currently with Garmin. I want to switch to Polar for the HR analytics. Which you recommend, the Grit X or the Vantage M2? Um, I think the Grit X has an altimeter in it because it has that hill splitter function. Um, I do like the buttons on the Grit X because uh, they're the round ones and I feel like those are nice and clicky. Uh, I'm trying to remember, is the M2 have round bends? I thought it had wide buttons. But I do, I remember particularly enjoying the buttons on the Grit X. And it's a pretty lightweight watch, both of them are lightweight. But I would think, say the main thing is if you need altitude, um, then, I, then I would go with the Grit X. And um, the, uh, both of them can connect to a power meter. But um, I've noticed a couple of like little glitches with the, using the power meter and the Vantage M2. The only, I mean, not a couple. The main one being that um, if you do a structured workout and you govern it by power, like for these intervals run at this many watts, it doesn't quite work right on the Vantage M2. I think, I don't know if that was an intentional thing or if it's just they forgot to do that, uh, to update that part of it. But that's something that hasn't been working well. So that's kind of how, how I would choose it. I do think that the Vantage M2 is a bit cheaper than the Grit X as well, so that could be another thing to, to consider. All right. <laughs> and it says, guess who's going to see Papa Drolli? Well, I'm not taking her anywhere in like a horde of people for a while, you know. Um, I just saw, where did I see? Someone said, I thought I saw someone saying, like not someone, like a news was reporting that they started testing on two to five-year-olds. Was it Pfizer? And I know they've been, I saw news about the starting testing for 12 to 15 year old kids, but I haven't seen whatever's between, is it six through 11? Is that the other, like the age group that my daughter's in? Like, I, I don't know like uh, what the, where the testing is going with that one. But you know, like we, I probably won't take them into like them into like a giant indoor gathering kind of place until they get vaccines. I mean, we're still, I mean, the fourth quarter for, for their school starts on um, Monday. Well, let me, I'm a little dark. Um, so their next quarter of school starts on Monday, and we have the option of sending her back like for like hybrid school, but we're just gonna keep her at home. Um, Cause like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many kids are interested in going in person, but it's not a huge amount, not in Chicago. Um, Stevie 76 says, top shoe so far of the year? Uh, I don't know. Whenever I answer this question, there's always a huge recency bias. So I forget the shoes that I ran in it in like January. For example, like I did really enjoy the Peg Trail to Gore-Tex. That was a great, that was just a lot of fun, you know? Um, so I'm trying to think, and, and is, that a, is, that, is that really considered a 2021 shoe? I don't know, I have to kind of like look back and see as well. But um, I mean, the Metaspeed Sky is certainly in there. I'm trying to think of what else like is, um, like what was particularly exciting for 2021. Um, the Invincible is going to be in that list too, just because it's it's like pretty unique, and I never really experienced anything like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I got I gotta go look back at my notes just because I forget so quickly. Um, I don't think that the 1080 version 11 is one of my favorite shoes. I just don't think I like the changes to it. So I think that was like the biggest, not disappointment is not the right word, but it's a surprise. I'm like, okay. All right, I think I understand where New Balance is going overall from a brand, and I think it makes starts to make a lot of sense. But I'm still just like, but it's not the same as the 1080 version 10, and I really like that one. So you know, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, hey, Brendan's here. What's going on, Brendan? How are you? And Mohammed bin Khaled says, thoughts on the Legend React? I never ran in the Le Legend React, but I really like the Odyssey React. Um, so it was like Epic React, Odyssey React, Legend React. Um, I ran in the Odyssey React, and I honestly felt like that shoe was, at the time when it came out, the Odyssey React 2 with Flying It. Because the first one did not have Flying It in it. The second one came out, it did have Flynet, but it wasn't the second Flynet. So I think they call it Odyssey React 2 with Flynet, a weird name. I felt like that shoe felt exactly like a Pegasus to me. So when they said that they were gonna make the Pegasus 37 with React foam, I was like, oh, it's gonna feel like the, an Odyssey React 3. Cause they never made an Odyssey React 3. They made another Legend React. They didn't make any more Epic Reacts. 
but I was like, ooh, but we'll get, we'll, but I'll get the Pegasus 37, and it's going to be like the Odyssey React that I love, but hopefully it'll fit correctly. That shoe, the sizing was a little bit off. But um, I didn't, I liked, I really did like the Pegasus 37 a lot, but it wasn't everything I thought it could be. Um, and I haven't run in the Legend React, so maybe it would be a lot like the Odyssey React, but, you know, some of the things that I've seen out there were like, it wasn't quite the same, so I, I, I've not tried it. Mm. Benzi New Shoe Down says, Mike, how many times have you tried one shoe on one foot and another very similar one in the other? Ever tried it in a hard time trial? I've never tried doing that before. I've seen people try to do that and like run that way. And, uh, you know, it, it happens in like one video and then you never see it again. And I think there's a reason for that. I just don't think it works. I think that it's either two things happen. One, your brain doesn't like it. And so your brain kind of like, muddles the experience on each foot to make them feel the same um, or what ends up happening is you have such a hard time differentiating really what's going on because there's probably a lot of information hitting your brain at the same time that it just becomes hard to like distinguish what's happening so I, I, I think I've seen people try to do it but I've never seen people try to do it twice is kind of like the, the thing I could say about that Secretly says, I think with the 10A version 10 and V11, our views are completely the opposite. Awesome. I love it when that happens. I can't wait to get rid of the V10. I did my first in the version 11 and love the changes. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on like what, you're, what you want out of it, right? And so what I want out of the 1080 is I want max everything. I want like Bondi, but with a knit upper and fresh foam X, right? Like the Bondi, like the Bondi feels like an old school shoe in almost every sense of the word. Like the fact that they make a Bondi leather is somewhat confusing to me because I feel like that, that upper is not already leather. Like it just feels that old school of a shoe that it might have like regular just up leather in the upper. Um, so I was like, if they could kind of capture that sensation in a little bit of a different foam and a more comfortable upper, that'd be great. And that, that, that's what for me the 1080 version 10 was. Now, I think a lot of people... Um, are kind of getting away from that. I think that that max cushion category is going to go to the same place as medial posted stability shoes. Like it's just out of favor. No one's like buying those anymore. I feel like now max cushion shoes are like, it's max cushion, but you can run fast in it. So like ultra boost 1080 version 11, uh, to some extent, the invincible, they're all trying to kind of like do the same thing, like maximum cushion, be super comfortable, easy on the joints, but not something that feels slow or sluggish. So, and I, it makes a lot of sense to me, but um, yeah, but I, I just kind of like the 1080 for what it was. And it says, I see Ryan Clayton wasn't overly impressed with the Mach 4. It was good he did an honest review though. No shoe can work for all foot shapes. Yeah, you know what? I was really surprised that he didn't like it. I, saw, I watched that review this morning um, and I was like, he didn't like it. I, I would have thought that he was going to love it because he liked the Torrent a lot. I feel like oh, a lot of that shoe reminds me of the same. It's like the same shoe, just like a different foam, you know, um, like a road. It's almost like a road version. And uh, I was like, uh, I'm surprised he didn't like it, but I could see why he didn't like it. Um, yeah, yeah. Those, those. Are, I mean, I'm not. I, I guess I wasn't like rooting for it, but I was really just thinking like he was gonna love it, but because like the thumbnail was like, you know, the name isn't right for the shoe or something like that. And I was like, oh, he's going to think what, well, kind of like what I think, which is like, this is a great shoe, but Mach is like a very strange name for a shoe that's kind of like mostly easy running, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I was surprised by that. Let's see. Um... Luis Becerra says, just want to say hi to everyone. I'm busy helping my mother-in-law with some plumbing issues. See you tomorrow. Awesome. Good. Well, I mean, that's not awesome, but I'm glad that she has you to help. So hopefully that all goes well. Luis, way to, way to help out. Way to help out. Martha says, Noblesse is one of a few shoes I forgot to ask to try on when I was in that running store in Denver. First time in over a year. Whoa. Awesome. I have a feeling the upper would swim on my feet, though. Yeah. It, I mean, it was a big upper. 
I just felt like they were like, put more on it, make it more complicated, you know. Um, and someone was asking about, oh yeah, Benzini says, is the Nova Blast 2 upper change to have better lockdown? I don't know. I haven't seen anything about it. I haven't heard anything about it. So I hope so. I mean, I'd love to see it have like some sort of like a more like a knit upper to it, but that might be asking a lot from a shoe that's kind of like that bouncy. So, and that squishy with a, where a lot of people have a 10, can have the potential to like slide around in it. So I, I could see it having, maintaining kind of like a more stiff upper. I just hope it fits a little bit better. And maybe hopefully they change this, the shoelaces. Remember the shoelaces on those? They were like shoestring, they were like, uh, like the, what do they call them? The super thin fries that are super annoying to eat. They have them at Steak and Shake. They're super thin and uh, they're like spaghetti straps. And um, there was so much of it. It just, there's so much lace to it. I, I didn't understand like what was going on. All right, Brian and Ali says, 54K trail night race next Saturday. Catamount up for the distance. Arizona Desert Trail, so you logged a bunch. Um, yeah, I think for Arizona Desert Trails, I think the Catamount's a really great choice. Um, there isn't a toe cap on it though. Um, so that's the only thing that would give me a little bit of pause for that, uh, considering it's a night race. So like, you know, if you're gonna be accidentally kicking rocks, you might want something with like a formal toe cap on it. That being said, I, I, I always end up kicking rocks and tripping over things when I'm on the trails. So like I did a fair share of kicking stuff and it was okay, but you know, um, I do think that, but like, so like, that's like the only potential downside I did. I do really like that outsole for like a, um, you know, hard pack, maybe a little bit sandy every once in a while, but like, you know, that type of terrain, I think is kind of what it was made for. Right. Am I wrong on that? I'm not sure, but yeah, I think that'll be a great one. Oh, night trail race sounds terrible to me. I mean, I'm sure it's awesome, but like, I just dislike running in the night so much. Um, all right. Um, Dr. Funk1216 says, ran in the speeds today after a break on a tempo run. Forgot how easy it was to get to speed in those shoes. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to version two. I, I don't think I've seen any. I mean, I might've seen some early leaks, but I, I haven't seen any. I don't know what's coming for that. I, you know, I just hope they make it prettier, you know? Uh, but I have a feeling they're gonna make it very saucony, which sometimes saucony designs aren't my favorite. You know, and I was listening, by the way, speaking of saucony, I was listening to, as I mentioned I was listening to the um, the Drop podcast. I was listening to the interview with Noah Drati. And um, I don't what is saucony doing? I don't, I don't understand, I don't understand. I mean, maybe they're going for a different they're trying to capture a different audience or something, but I don't know. I feel like that younger audience would appreciate Drati. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's some peculiar decisions they're making in terms of like trying to retain talent that they have, you know. I mean, Noah Drati, I didn't listen to the whole thing, so like maybe there's more to it, but he, he made it sound like they're, or he didn't disagree because Thomas was like suggesting it, I felt like that um, Saucony's really trying to get all their athletes to all move to like the same places and train together. Kind of like an NAZ elite thing. And um, you know, like, is that worth it? Is it worth it to have that? But you have to drop the two best performing athletes that you have right now. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was just a really strange decision that they're making. Uh, Alex Gonzalez says, I'm afraid I might have similar co correlation with Saucony and the runner's knee. Any recommendations for a shoe similar to the Saucony brand, like the Endorphin Speed and the Ride? Uh, I'd say with the Ride, the closest thing I would think of is probably the uh, Clifton. So I would look at that. And then for the Endorphin Speed, hmm, I mean, you could definitely look at um, the Hyperion Tempo. Like I think the DNA Flash midsole foam is really nice. The ride is very different, but like I feel like the use cases are pretty similar, um, so you could you could definitely switch those two out. If you want to stay with uh, Hoka, you could go to the Rincon, 
uh, in any place that you would use the endorphin speed. I think the endorphin speed has a lot more kind of durability than the Rincon does, but those are ones that I think that you can probably take a look at. Now, I didn't really have problems with the endorphin speed. The ride, I'm not sure if it gave me problems, but the endorphin speed, I don't think it did. So that what might be one that you can hold on to. All right, well, I think we saw a P PB in here. Where'd it go? Uh, from Oren. There we go. Oren said, I did a 5,000 5, meter. He was on the track, that's right. 5,000 meter time trial this morning. Got 1916, which I was happy with overall with considering I was not uh, I was alone not tapered and only doing one workout a week and there was an old man walking lane one well great job Oren and congratulations on not losing count on your laps I know we talked about that a little bit yesterday right so um great work really great work and having to run around that guy in lane one <laughs> I'm glad to know that that is like an international not problem but that's something that happens everywhere in the world <laughs> Benzinu says, Mike, I read Ben Johnson's quick comparison of the Artist versus the Audios Pro. Have you received the Artist? I have like a prototype version of it. Um, and my understanding is mine doesn't have like, his has like etching on the sides of it. Um, mine doesn't have that, but my understanding is I have this, I have like what's the same, almost the exact same as the final version. The final version has a carbon plate that is a millimeter I have like a one millimeter plate or something like that. And the final was a two millimeter plate. So there's a little bit more carbon in the final version than what I have, but I have the um, a prototype version of it. And Dan Rodriguez says, how do you like the Invincible X for your mapping up pace? It's perfect. It's really great for it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very good for it. Uh, Julio Rivera says, ran 10 miles, raced. Oh, ran the 10 mile race today at the lakefront with my Alpha Fly. And I got my... Uh, question about the shoes 62 minutes great race overall Woo! that is blazing fast nice I saw that that Kara had a race today Chicago Air Runners Association had a 10 was it a 10 mile that's what I thought it was um, I saw it getting set up and then over by the track they had like cones so many cones because I'm guessing it was like a staggered start and like you know the cones were like where the runners can be and all that so um, I was worried that for my run, that like at the end of it, I was going to accidentally be like in a group of people racing. And I was like, oh, that's the last thing I want. Um, but I, I think I was done with my run before like the race even started. So I, I didn't run in. I don't think I ran, encountered any racers. I think I might have seen some people going to the race, but I don't think I encountered any actual people racing. Um, because the way a lot of these races along the lakefront in Chicago go is, um, if they can't close down any streets, which a lot of them don't, uh, they will run along the lakefront the city of Chicago never lets you like have the lakefront trail. You get to like be on there, but you got to kind of share a little bit. So, um, there's been times where I'm like, Oh, I'm in, I'm in a race right now. There's a lot of five K's and stuff that happen like very close to where I live. And so I, I frequently end up in like people's five K fun runs. Um, and then there was a time, Oh, I, I, I frequently end up accidentally as part of like the, um, rock and roll half marathon in chicago just because like down by the, it goes on the lakefront a little bit too and i end up accidentally in that but wow 62 minutes that's fast that's really fast great job really. mm. all right let's see am i am i catching up to you guys no i'm still very many many minutes behind you guys sorry about that i'm trying to catch up Um, Terry Furlong says, is every other country except the UK holding in-person races? I really miss them. Um, I think a lot of places are having them. Um, you know, I, I still feel like it's really early for this to be having them in Chicago. Um, but, you know, there's lots of people that think that it could be done safely. And it's outside and it seems to be relatively well spaced out. So, like... You know, I, you know, I haven't actually watched one in person to see, like, how bunched up people actually get, like, you know, halfway through the race or so. So I, I can't comment on that. Uh, and there's a lot of people that have been vaccinated in Chicago, too. So, you know, go after it, you know, go get it. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, in the UK did races for a long time, I felt like, because I was watching, what is it, This Messy Happy? He was doing a whole bunch of races. Ben Parks did a whole bunch of races. So, like, um, I feel like the UK was, like, at the forefront of doing, like, COVID-era, like, running races. I feel like a lot of people look to what people were doing in the UK for races. So, I mean, I think it's all, it all kind of is ebbs and flows, right, Terry? So, hopefully you guys will get back up to it soon. Dami says, would you ever use carbon plated shoes for daily running? There's usually a debate online to only use it for speed and distance days, but some use it all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Here's how I would think of it. Like, one way to look at it is you don't want to do it because those are your expensive shoes and they're not intended to be used every day. They're intended for race performance. Like you wouldn't take like a race car to go get groceries because it's, it's, it's not great at getting groceries. There's not a lot of trunk space and uh, the ride's really rough, right? And you're wearing out your race components um, by like idling at traffic lights and doing other stuff that's not related to racing, right? So the, there's kind of like that concept to it. Um, but the way I look at it is like, I, re I remember it wasn't that long ago where people were like, I, you know what? I know they don't last super long, but I love running. People would say, I love running in my Vaporfly 4% because I can run in them every day and my knees feel great, right? So like, if, if that's the case, like, I don't, I don't care, you know? Like, I just, it's your feet, your money, go do it. So I, I don't think that there's a huge problem with it. And, you know, to the extent that people are like, we're going to start seeing it now. We're going to start seeing it now that these carbon plate shoes are everywhere. We're going to see it. Like a lot of the PTs are getting very concerned about it. And I understand that they're, I understand the concern. I don't think it's unreasonable, but I also think we have to remember that carbon plated shoes have been around for a long time at this point, almost half a decade at this point, at least from a mass adoption perspective in distance running shoes where people have been running in them regularly. So like if we were going to see like another, you know, like the hammer drop on it, we would have seen it three years ago, I think, two, four years ago, you know. So I, I don't think that the data is going to play out that way. And the other way that I look at this debate is like, what if carbon were cheaper than foam? What if, would we still be pissed off about it? I think people are pissed. I think these are all very fancy, elaborate ways for people to tell other people, you don't get to do this fancy stuff. I think that's what drives a lot of these conversations. I don't think it's the sign. I don't think people really care if people at the back of the pack are going to get, you know, more plantar fasciitis. Most of the people that are con uh, concerned about it. I think there's just very fancy ways of people saying like, I'm a real runner. You guys aren't. So you shouldn't get to use these. Don't use them every day. That's silly. You know, that's kind of where, what I feel whenever I hear a lot of these conversations. So flip it around. Would we be as concerned about how often people are using carbon fiber plates if carbon fiber plates were cheaper than foam, right? So if it was like only the only cheap shoes had carbon fiber in them, like that's some sort of weird world where, you know, uh, you know, petroleum-based products are like super expensive. And so you put as little foam in it as you can and you try to make the carbon fiber plate do all the work. You'd figure out a way to make it work on an everyday basis, and people would be like, "No, it's fine. It's carbon. It's, it's doing its job." You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's. I'm not that concerned about it. Um, and we're seeing shoes like the DV8 Nitro, uh, where you can use the carbon, uh, and it's supposed to be used as uh, kind of like your long run shoe, maybe your workout shoe, maybe your marathon shoe, but uh, kind of as a daily trainer. And we're going to see that in the Magic Speed, where it's a shoe that, you know, it can be used for racing, but it's something that you're supposed to probably use a couple of times per week, right? And so, like, I think that we're going to see a lot more of it, you know, and um, I, I, I don't anticipate that we're going to see a sudden, like, influx of people getting hurt. If we do, and they happen to be running carbon-plated shoes, I think we've got to always bring it back to kind of what's baseline, though, as well. Because baseline, if we look at like the Nike, like the ZoomX Invincible, when they're saying like, you know, like the, was it Project Fearless, where you're going to be able to run without injury, whatever they're calling that. When they do the study, they did however many hundred, couple hundred runners. Um, their baseline shoe that they compared against was the Zoom structure. And there, like 30% of people 
got injured at some point in the study period running in the Zoom structure. And in the Invincible run, it was 15% of people that still got hurt. So even in the shoe designed to avoid or eliminate the risk of injury, 15% of people still got hurt, according to the definition of the study, which was like you had to take more than three days off from your normally scheduled running, whatever that was. So I, I feel like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that there's going to be data to support it. So that's my, that's my take on it. Sorry, that was a really long rant. I don't mean to get mad at you. I'm not mad at you. But, yeah, I think there, there's a lot to unpack with it, I think. <laughs> B714 says, I drive a fancy car on the weekend, just like a carbon plate. Yeah. <laughs> Dominic Smirnowski says, did you already get your hands on the Magic Speed? Mine are in the mail right now. I did not. They're not shipping in the U.S. They don't ship till, like, next week, I think, another week or so for the U.S., so. Stevie 76 says, I don't drive a fancy car. Yeah, I, I don't. I drive a car. I have a car now. It's the first time I've owned a car in like seven or eight years, almost a decade. And it's okay. I don't like owning things, so. Mm -mm. Yeah, <laughs> that Nike study, quote-unquote, sounds like BS. They didn't compare to owners using... Adidas Boston, you know, for example, or Brooks Launch type shoes. That's true. I mean, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like, you know, they, they're, they're not trying to like say that this was like, you know, peer reviewable, you know, they were just, they needed to, like, they were trying to like have a benchmark or a baseline to improve upon, I think is kind of like what they were trying to do. I mean, I also thought it was weird that they, like, oh, you picked a Nike shoe? But I guess that makes sense. They're not going to pick like another shoe to test. I don't know. Martha says for live races Colorado runners putting on live 5k safely like the one I did last week in Denver but everything I was looking at for San Diego has been cancelled yeah I think California is going to be I mean it makes me nervous for CIM I did sign up for that one. Oh, I forgot I had to tell my wife that I signed up for that um, she asked me today like what races are on your calendar and I only told her Chicago um, but I got to tell her about CIM but I hope, I mean, I hope things will kind of like get under control in California. Yeah. Mm. Seeker Elite says, Australia seems to be back to normal for racing and park runs. Just no races with overseas participants. Well, that, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. That's really, I mean, that's going to be weird. Like the next time I see like, like, you know, a world major marathon where it's like, you know, the gun goes off and it's just that flood of people. Like the next time I get to see that, it's just going to, it's going to be really strange, I think. And it'll be weird because I think that, you know, there's not going to be just alpha flies or next percents on people's feet, you know, on those races too. So, all right. I think it's a good place to leave it for today, guys. Um, I'm going to get going. Uh, tomorrow... No video tomorrow because it's Sunday and I like try to take one day off a week in terms of putting out a video. And uh, I don't know that I'll sleep in, but, you know, it makes it a little bit easier if I don't have to put out seven videos a week. So no video in the morning, but we'll do another live stream same time as today, 3 p.m. Central Time. Um, hopefully I'll see you then. And in the meantime, everybody, be safe out there. Thanks.